you'll be a better clinician, you'll be a better reflective clinician, you'll have so much, what's the word I'm looking for, self-determination that, oh, the the doors are endless when you go through remote health. It's just every one door opens to another and another and another and you're just like, wow, this is amazing. How did I not know that there was this whole other world out there in rural and remote health? Hello and welcome to a Nurse Out Wear podcast. My name is Danielle Corza and I have been a rural and remote nurse for most of my career. I created this podcast as an opportunity to explore and celebrate and perhaps spark some interest in rural and remote nursing. Each week we will meet with some of the extraordinary nurses who live and work in rural and remote areas across Australia as they tell their story about all that is beautiful and unique to rural and remote nursing. So join with me as we explore the stories from a nurse out where. Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of A Nurse Out Where. Now my next guest is a child and family health registered nurse with over 10 years experience in paediatrics. She started in acute paediatrics in Darwin in the Northern Territory in her grad year back in 2013. She came home to Brisbane and she worked at Ipswich in paediatrics in the general medical and surgical wards and then moved to the children's hospital doing uh, neurosurgery and orthopedics. She moved to the Gold Coast in 2018 and worked in paediatric outpatients and in the day procedure unit and then began transitioning from acute into community doing community immunisations um, in 2018 and 19 do, uh, with baby dropping clinics and school vaccinations. She started studying a master's in 2019 in child health and she's been travelling with her work ever since, um, when she, since she completed that in 2021. She's worked in rural New South Wales in Moree and in Doomagy and Mornington Island and Norfolk Island in remote Queensland. She said she loves everything about child health and paediatrics, empowering families to take control um, and action into their own health trajectories. And that's what she loves the best. Welcome, Tegan Collie. How are you, mate? Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so good to have you and to share your story. You're, you're over there in um, sunny WA at the moment. Living your best life. I am. I am. Bloody loving it. So good. <laughs> the perks of travelling and then agency work and saying, yep, I'll work today or nope, I'm not going to work for another six months. It's pretty good. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a good position to be in. Good on you. That's awesome. Yeah, it is so good. The podcast is titled A Nurse Out Where. So from your perspective, can you finish the sentence, I'm a nurse out where? Absolutely. So I think I'm a nurse out where the scenery is always changing, but the heart of the community stays the same. Oh, that's beautiful. That's really nice. Mm. Yeah, I've always found that, yeah. doesn't matter where you go. There's always there's always someone a part of the community that is the heart and soul and it's just it's so infectious when you, you want to be a part of that heart and soul when you get into community, don't you? It's just yeah. like, oh, I want to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. want to get amongst it, get involved and, yeah, yeah. absolutely. 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 So why rural and remote? What what sparked your interest there? Well, I was pretty lucky as a kid. I got to travel around Australia quite a lot um, from when I was like 10 years of age. So I got to see a lot of the remote and rural parts of Australia at a young age. And I was like, heck yeah, I really want to do that in my career as well and see where it can take me. 
definitely knew it was somewhere I wanted to be. Just felt so at ease, and uh, it's just this like something that's niggling in your in your chest and in your gut. That's just like this is this is it. This is cool. This is like being a part of community, and is just so great. Like you just don't get that in those big cities. Yeah, yeah. You get to see the patient right through. You get to see them outside of the hospital, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, yeah, you become part of the family without even trying. <laughs> <laughs> Which, depend on your perspective, could be a good thing, exactly. could be a bad thing. Depend on what your family's yeah. like, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so have you got a fond memory or a tale to tell about your time working in these remote areas? You've been all over the show. I have been everywhere. I could probably think of a few for each one, but one that really like stands out was when I was on Mornington Island. It was during the um, COVID and flu sort of outbreak there. So I was over there doing vaccinations for the community elders. Um, so it was, I was in the clinic doing child health, but they needed an immuniser. So because I have that skill, they asked if I could jump around and, and head over to Mornington Island and vaccinate all the elders over there as well. So that was really lovely because I got to go in and see them all in their art centre. And the gals were just, this is women's business, they were just in there painting and holy hell, they're really, really good artists. They're insane. So it was really cool to see it from that perspective, to see from where the Aboriginal art comes from in the flesh, the making and the creation of it. So we just had a chat out, chat with them. The gals were just so good. They were just brilliant. It was really fun to be accepted in and into that side of, I guess, that woman's business of, of Aboriginal art where they create all that and that was really cool being a part of that. Yeah, nice, nice. And so you said that you had your immunisation as well as your child health stuff. So you could use it between kids and adults. That doesn't matter? Absolutely, yeah. So I started doing um, immunisations first to just sort of make that transition away from the acute acute area of sort of paediatrics. I really wanted to get to a more empowering um health promotion model where you can, you know, instill that empowerment into into the people to take uh, their own, what is it, their own action in their own health education and their own health care, be a part and actually feel like they've got control of their own health. So that's why I did my IMS and I thought that'd be a perfect way to sort of transition away from acute care whilst jumping in or dipping my toes in the water of community. So, yes, and that allows me to do children too, 70 plus all yeah. ages of nations so it's really cool and so can you use that across australia or have you do you have to do anything particular in each state yeah i think well now i think in the last few years since COVID has happened the acn australian college of nursing have created a sort of an uh what would you call it an international not international what's australia the national national not international <laughs> a national um education training resource for I think there's like five modules it goes quite in depth but I started mine doing did mine with SA Health and it was only about a 21 hour course um that was back in 2019 and then to work on the Gold Coast they wanted me to to redo it for Queensland Health yep. to be certified under Queensland Health so I went and did it through the Cunningham Centre which is a really great um centre to do your study through as well they were so supportive um, and then I met fantastic Annie Hackett on the Gold Coast, who is an immunization guru. And she took me on board and I did my prac through there. And she took me on her wing. And I've just grown so much being an immunizer with having her as a mentor. It's been fantastic. Um, and then when I was in Maureen, 
I just had to touch base with the infection, like the public health unit and infection control to make sure that they recognize my certificates. So I just had to send through a couple of, you know, my certificates that I've done it. And so I, I basically apply for RPL, recognition of prior learning. Yep. And I got an email back. They were very slow, unfortunately. <laughs> so if you wanted to do that, get in early, guys. <laughs> uh, but once they did get back to it, they just printed off something saying, we from public health approved that you can vaccinate under New South Wales as well. Um, I don't know the difference in WA and SA if they do that too, but it's worth looking into if that's something you want to do. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. And it's good that now there's that option to be nationally recognised yeah. um, yes. rather than doing like you've done where you have to be recredentialed in each state. Yes, it becomes yeah. quite tedious, unfortunately, but <laughs> someone's going to do it until they create the the main, the streamlined process for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I was the <Yep>. guinea pig. <laughs> so uh, you mightn't be able to answer this one, but maybe maybe some of your colleagues that you've worked with, what are some of the things that you might miss when you're working in rural and remote areas? So I think the main thing that I miss when I'm in community is obviously your family and friends, and um, especially if you're in the remoter parts where there isn't much service. So Norfolk was quite difficult in the sense that they didn't have any Telstra service and I had to buy lots of data to be able to contact and reach family and friends. So that was very difficult for me because I'm such a social person and get a little bit of FOMO when I'm not involved in what's going on at home. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm a huge, huge family person and huge people person. So that's definitely the main thing that I miss when I'm out in um, community. Yeah, okay. And... You know, it can be really rewarding and it can be really challenging. How have you been able to look after yourself and your own mental health while you're out working in these remote communities? Yeah, you're absolutely right there. It can be completely draining and exhausting and heart-wrenching, but it's also you get so many good vibes from it as well. The community is just beautiful and you feel like you've just made such a difference. Yeah. Um. So looking after my mental health, I always pack my yoga mat. <laughs> I need my yoga, stretch it out. So good. Um. Definitely take my essential oils as well. Just those things, those little things that like make you feel like you're at home. Those little like your journals or your oils or your candle, your favorite soaps. Those sorts of things are really they're that they're my essentials that make me feel at home. I think trying to Make, make a friend base as well with your staff is really, really important. There's not always a lot of people out there when you're there, so that can be hard as well. Um, so, yeah, definitely making sure you got you can get connected with family and friends at home, super important. And debriefing with you should always have a mentor or some sort of someone, your, your go-to person that you can contact if in an emergency or something. Always be able to, like, I would make sure, cut that, wow. Um, in, emer- in an emergency or in an emergency or anything like that, just so you can give them a call and debrief because debriefing is, is important as well. Just having a chat. I bounce off a lot of people, so I like to to hear, am I actually in my head with this or is it actually okay to feel like this? Those sorts of things. So do you have a formal mentor or do you just have like someone that you've worked with that you kind of clicked with that you can ring up and go? hey, this doesn't Mm. make sense to me. Yeah, I'm not sure in other places like for rural and remote, but for the the Aboriginal Medical Centre that I worked for, their base was Mount Isa. So we had a clinical lead. And so technically Doomagee and Mornington Island were an outreach program. 
So they had people based in Mornington Island who would fly out, who lived in Mount Isa, and they would fly out to Doomadgee and Mornington Island as an outreach program every couple of weeks. Um, for me, I was just in Doomadgee and just in Mornington for like a four-week rotation, four weeks on and two weeks off. So I was lucky to have a clinical lead in Mount Isa. Her name was Sarah. She was fantastic and she was my go-to girl if anything anything went wrong, I'd call her or anything I just didn't know, any processes that needed clearing up or just having a yarn and a chat to make sure I'm all good, I could always ring her. Yeah, great. And I think that's really important to have someone that you can just offload to. Um, Absolutely. Know, if, if it's someone a little bit removed from your current suit, like it's great to debrief with your colleagues, mm. um, mm-hmm. but I think it's also good to have someone outside of that who you can just, like you say, have a yarn, offload, yep. They've got no bias. They can tell you to pull your head in if you need to and that's all good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think what worked well with Sarah and I was she was an OT. So there was a little bit of a different level of um, understanding, I guess, or debriefing from different situations. So it was nice to have a different perspective within that debrief as well. Yeah, that's a really good idea actually to have someone who (laughs) is a clinician but isn't necessarily a nurse or a midwife. Yeah. Yeah. That's very clever. Hmm, So it's good. You know, you do a lot of traveling, you go a lot of different places. What do you do on your days off? How do you feel in your downtime? Um, well, when I was in Doomadgee, I was lucky enough to get the company car for the weekends. So that was good. So I got to explore the local golf area, which was not really local. It was a couple of hours drive either way, but <laughs> got to head up to Burketown and I got to go on a fishing charter out there. We caught a couple of queenies. Um, and the golf is just abundance with with water source so oh waterfall after waterfall there's lawn hill gorge down the road when i say down the road again a couple of hours it's <laughs> <laughs> um, funny how your perspective was... completely changes when you go remote and you go oh, you yeah, know it's just it down is. the road it might be half a day but it's yeah. just down the road absolutely anything within 150 k's <laughs> is down the road <laughs> If you're ever out that way, go to Hell's Gate Roadhouse though. Loved it. Best burgers. Great people there. And that's about 45 minutes like west to the new NT border. Yep. Um, And yeah, so you pretty much can cross into the NT border if you really felt like it as well. So I did lots of exploring on my days off, which is, yeah, I'd love to try and fill the, my days up with exploring and seeing the country while you're there. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So what would be your top three tips other than going to Hell's Gate and getting a burger? If someone's thinking about <laughs> yes. going to the rural and remote nursing workforce, what what would you be your advice? Uh, uh, my advice, um, well, I guess going being realistic, there will be some confronting things that you haven't seen before, um, but also going with the open mind that this is going to like it'll change you for the good. You'll you'll have the best skills out of this experience. You'll be a better clinician. You'll be a better reflect reflective clinician. You'll have so much, what's the word I'm looking for, self-determination that, oh, the the doors are endless when you go through remote health. It's just every one door opens to another and another and another and you're just like, wow, this is amazing. How did I not know that there was this whole other world out there in rural and remote health? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I completely agree. I think, you know, if you're open to the opportunity and you yes. just say yes and figure the rest out later, then yeah, you can, it's a whole new world out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely. Like you, there are times when you do get lonely, but as I said before, you got to 
get to know the area, do a bit of research on the area before you go so you sort of know what you can do. Fill your days up if you are someone like me who gets a bit of FOMO and needs some people around. Definitely do the research and work out where you can explore. And you're- also if you're, if you're going through an agency, that's something you can ask them as well. What, what's That's their job. They're there to help you, to support you in community, to do your role, fill your role, but also to feel comfortable, safe as well. What would be some of the things, like if you hadn't engaged with an agency before, what would be some of the things that you would make sure that was supporting you with? Yeah, so that's a really good question. I've only really realised that since being with an agency and then one of the first times you do start an agency is you don't really have those questions in your head. So it would Mm. definitely be accommodation. What is the accommodation like? Yep. Where is it in location to where the clinic is? Are you going to need transport? Um, are they going to give you a company car if you do need transport or do they supply a bike? I was lucky enough to have a car and a bike, so I had options there. <laughs> but then sometimes community can be – community sometimes it can be a bit unsafe, so sometimes it's not safe to ride your bike to work. Yeah. Um, so you just need to know, I guess, yeah, ask that question. Is it a single nurse post? What is the support in, in there when you are working? And if it is, what's your backup plan? What's your emergency plan? those sorts of things. sounds very morbid when I'm talking about it now, but (laughs) they are the realistic, realistically it is just you and someone else normally in clinic working. So having each other's back is really important and knowing who's going to be working with you is really important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, there are a lot of people who are moving to agency nursing now. And if if you don't know what to ask for, you don't know what to ask for. So you're not quite sure what you're going to get. So I just thought I'd throw that one in on you. Yeah. Surprise. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, there's really good Facebook pages around now for like travel nurses. So jump on those, do your research. You see a lot of nurses posting. I've got to post here. What's everyone's thoughts? And everyone is just so helpful. It's just such another amazing community to be a part of. Like information is there. You just need to know where to look basically. Yeah. Ask lots of questions. (laughs) That's it. And can I ask you, are you travelling on your own or like do no, you so feel safe the, to travel on your own? Yeah. So normally I do travel on my own, but at the moment because we're travelling around Australia, we have been on the road for the last 16 months. Um, I've got my partner with me, but I normally fly out because there's not really – well, there is, but it's I, I'm a bit more particular in the contracts that I want to take. I want child health specific contracts, so that's not always in the location that we are at the current time. So I do fly out from wherever we are to wherever the contract is for work. Um, And I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm quite confident in that sense. It can be daunting, but as I said, get your ducks in a row, know your plan, and it it just goes float or works out well. It's always fun. Beautiful. Love it. That's a perfect way to sum it up. And um, (laughs) thank you for your time, Tegan. I've really appreciated you making yourself available and, you know, coming off your holiday and getting away from the luxurious beaches and stuff wherever you are at the moment. <laughs> but no, yeah, thanks for having a yarn with me. The pleasure's all mine. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's talk again soon. Sounds great. If this has sparked your interest and you'd like some more information about this episode or perhaps how to take the leap and explore rural and remote nursing, you can contact me and check out my website, anurseoutwear.com.au 
or follow me on Facebook and Instagram by searching for A Nurse Outwear. Remember, like, subscribe and share them with your friends. Thank you.